and welcome back to San Diego Gunpla, where today we are changing things up a little bit. So I'm here with my good friend Walter, and hey, uh, we are going to be uh, doing doing some stuff, doing some stuff. So uh, we now have Twitter. We're now on Discord. We are obviously on Facebook, but we're going to be adding a couple of new outlets for us. We're going to be on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and who knows what else we will be branching out into. But for today, for our San Diego Gunpla podcast, we're going to be talking about the one and only Gundam Wing. So there have been a ton of announcements this year, and so we're very excited to be talking about all the different model kits that have been coming out to give people a good scope of all the really cool things that are going to be out for 2021. Now, I know 2020 was kind of a bummer year for a lot of people. We're hoping that everybody's staying safe and healthy, masking up, washing your hands, doing all that good stuff. But it was a great year for Gunpla. There were tons of cool model kits that were coming out. And so we're fully expecting for 2021 to have a ton new product. So, Walter, what are you most excited by for 2021 Gundam Wing Gunpla? Well, the first thing is, is I can continue. I can finally start working on that. The what I've got of Wings bat- backlog. Uh, right to <laughs> to to the 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 kit that I think gets the most love the most. Uh, Death Scythe is getting a re-release for its high grade, for, from its original yeah. high grade that it got to a new high grade of this revamped style that Bandai is going for. So I'm I am thoroughly happy for this. Yes, I'm very happy about it too. Uh, as much of um, as much as I say that I really don't care about the Death Scythe, I really actually have a special place in my heart for it. And, and why I have this relationship with it is because so many of my very close friends love the Death Scythe that I feel like I don't want to jump onto that bandwagon just because my other friends like it. And so, you know, everyone has their own, their own suit, their own character that they really like, and that's fine. And I'm going to respect that. And I'm going to let them have their <laughs> moment. But the Death Scythe actually is is pretty cool. And I really like Duo as a character. I think mm-hmm. he just kind of does what he does. And he's really straightforward about it. And what's really straightforward is, man, this Death Scythe. Because, you know, it it's rocking, man. Like, there oh, are yeah. a lot of really cool things about this model kit. And I think one of the recent things that was released was this... Uh, this illustration on how its articulation is going to work out. So yeah. for a high grade, what's amazing is that you actually have movable kneecaps, right? You have a lot yeah. of waist articulation, and you're also getting uh, something that wasn't apparent in like the MSIA figures that were sold at Target back when we were like ten years old, oh, God, or like the old model kits that were like selling for ten bucks with like the little duo action figure. And that's the shoulder pad. So a lot of people look at the shoulder pad for the death scythe and they'll have that little vernier. And if you move the arm, your arm is going to hit that vernier mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to move any higher than that. But yep. now you actually have this ability of being able to move both of the verniers out of the way so that your arm can get that really nice, you know, last shooting pose type of thing. Yeah. Uh, that's really exciting stuff. Yeah, it gives it it gives it that 
modernization so it can be what we always saw in the anime, how the Death Scythe was... It's it's moves with the scythe and how it would swing it. You know you need you know you need that long arm draw to be able to swing a scythe that size. So the the improved articulation should help with the dynamic posing that you could do for the death scythe. Right. And I think what's really nice about um the first five Gundams from Gundam Wing, there I forgot who exactly was talking about it. I think it was another YouTuber that kind of does like really quick Gundam reviews mm-hmm. that he tell he says that like um like Gundam series reviews that the Gundams in Gundam Wing are not anything spectacular. Like let's be honest, they're yeah. not that great. They just are vehicles to help propel the story along. And so, armament wise, they're actually really simple by design. Mm-hmm. Now, when you translate that design philosophy into a model kit, it basically means that you're not going to get a lot of accessories. But you're going to get a ton of articulation because that's where mm-hmm. the money's actually going into. Right. And for like a $16 model kit, you can expect with very little accessories, you're going to get a ton of articulation, really good proportions, and something that's going to look really good right out of the box. Now, that's yeah. that's something worth looking at a second time or a third yeah. time or a fourth time or a duo time, you know, whatever you want to, however you want to say it. So yeah uh, uh yeah it's it's really great stuff i i'm i'm looking at these accessories now and the 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 beam the 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 shield uh gauntlet that he had i remember having to put stickers on that and i was always like damn this doesn't look very good Th- they look like they've 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 done what they've done recently and they've made it part separation so you've got a red piece yellow pieces it's not a sticker, so it looks. I'm I'm really excited for that portion of it to look very well, and then the scythe the scythe alone looks very good too. Um, that yeah, that dual so. that dual scythe picture just uh, hints at what they are thinking of coming next, though. Just to say, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think you were talking about the uh, the hyper jammer, or not the hyper jammer, the uh, the Buster Shield. Yep. Right. Yeah, the Buster Shield looks really good on it. Is the coffin, coffin-looking inspired uh, Buster Shield. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I think that that's amazing-looking stuff. Uh, other than that, I think that you know you have to talk about the buddy. You have to talk about its friend, its pal, the the real grade Wing Gundam that's going to be mm-hmm. coming along pretty much alongside with the Death Scythe. Uh, the Death Scythe. I don't think we mentioned it's coming out May 2021. It's going to be retailing for 1,650 yen. That's not tax included. But the real grade Wing Gundam is going to be slightly higher because it's a real grade. It's going to have a little bit more articulation. It's going to have a little bit more, uh, you know, detail, detail, surface detail. It's going to have a little bit more uh, effort kind of, you know, put into the model kit. It's going to come out for 3,500 yen roughly. You know, that's without tax. And that, so most people who are kind of looking at this might say, hey, wait, hold on, this is kind of weird. Because uh, the Wing Gundam, the original, you know, the Wing Gundam Endless Waltz uh, version, uh, was actually retailing for around 2,500 yen. Mm-hmm. And the same thing for the Wing Zero Custom and things like that. So this is a little bit of a cause of alarm because you are jumping up in that $1,000 or $1,010 price point. Uh, this release date's for June 2021. But from the looks of it, it's a beautiful looking kit. Now, I didn't 
notice this price point until we started talking about this, but it is something worthwhile to talk about. And I think it's, it's actually a huge detriment, which is really unfortunate for this mm-hmm. kit. Because the model kit itself, I don't think is going to have any any uh, construction difference compared to like the new Gundam mm-hmm. or or the Unicorn, which is great because those kits are phenomenal. But because of its size and because you already have precedent that's out at being 2,500 yen and being a standard size suit or standard, you know, first generation type suit, you'd mm-hmm. expect it to really have that same price point. Um, Cause there's really nothing kind of like what I was saying with the death site. There's nothing too special about the wing Gundam. You mm-hmm. have the transformation feature, which is really incredibly simple. You have the buster rifle, you have a shield and you have a beam saber. You don't really have anything that's gigantic. Like the new, you don't have a transforming, fully transforming gimmick like the unicorn you aren't this hunking suit like the zeon so i'm really curious as to why they're actually um pricing it at this this price point you have the extended wings but that's going to be the same amount of plastic regardless the only difference is that this plastic separates instead of not separating yeah so um uh, what do you think walter i'm looking at it and I'm not sure where the price came from, but I mean, we've seen it with the RG line where they'll they'll say one price for one type of kit, and then another kit will be different. So maybe they're testing the waters for something. I don't know, but the kit itself. What they're testing is uh, is brand loyalty. That's I yeah. think that's that's what they're actually testing. Because uh, it's going to be the year of Gundam Wing, and they know that they mm-hmm. can probably milk out a little bit more for for U.S. people because they know, you know, the Bluefin Arm is, you know, starting to target places like, well, Target, Target, Walmart, yeah. uh, you know, Barnes and Noble and stuff like that. People are going to be itching to buy stuff that reminds them of their childhood, and all the people who were growing up with Gundam Wing back in like 2000, right? They, uh, they're now like 30. You know, they're yeah. like adults. They're like dads. You know, they have disposable living, yeah. income. They yeah, <laughs> they can afford the ten extra bucks. And really, as far as I know, Gundam Wing is not even popular in Japan. So this release, this release is purely for for um for non Japanese people. So I think th- we're literally the demographic that this model kit is targeting. I wouldn't jump too quick because the pre-orders that went out for the RG sold out within a day here in Japan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it is a it is a new real grade though. Yeah. So like, you know, it's it's something that could that's be very, part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So if it was like a like a Wing Gundam, Wing Gundam like high grade, right? Like the mm-hmm. HGAC, like that was kind of interesting because it was the first in the line. Yeah. And like real grades are just something special. Like everybody loves real grades um if you're a long time like model kit builder i think most people really enjoy real grades even if they're really crappy real grades like the yeah. zeta like i'm still super excited when i get to look at my zeta gun mm-hmm. like it was a pain to build but but that was part of the experience it's the mm-hmm. small parts the, the intricacy it's the engineering behind it right it's really amazing stuff but you know if you were to look at it for for like any other line, it's not as impressive. 
in my mm-hmm. opinion. Like a master grade is big and it looks really cool. But when you build it, it's like, well, obviously I'm going to have bigger parts because it's a bigger suit. High grades are just very simple. And I think the perfect grades are just too expensive. Yeah, Real grades really hits that that sweet spot where it's fairly difficult to build, takes a really long time, it's really intricate, but it's also at a reasonable price point. So the other thing that I'm kind of like reluctant to really address is that um, I feel like Bandai might be struggling a little bit mm-hmm. just because, you know, everybody's suffering, right? Yeah. So if everybody's suffering, if everyone's sales are possibly down, even though there's been a huge spike in Gunpla stuff, uh, it's very possible that um, this price point is the way it is because they just need to, to you know, kind of balance their books a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's most likely possible. But I mean, from the terms of looks, I mean, shit, it's. I mean, oh, yeah, no, it looks phenomenal, right? Great. Like, yeah. I, I'm i still like a little undecided about these wings, though. Like, they're, yeah, I think as a, as an anime purist, I would never have it in that extended form. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Actually, let me, let me think. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure now that I think about it. Because my, I mean, my unicorn, right, is kind of in its mm-hmm. unchained mode. Uh, even though that's not anime accurate, but if anything, it just kind of lets out the LEDs a little bit more. Yeah, I just I fear for these wings, man, because there's just so many movable joints, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's just plastic on plastic. It doesn't look like there's any anything really holding it together because these oh. wings are so thin. You wouldn't imagine there to be ABS uh, mm-hmm. inner frame to hold everything together. Yeah, um, that's. I mean. That scares me too. I mean, if anything, I'd put them, I'd probably do that pose without them extended. <laughs> I'd do it as close to anime look as possible, closing up some of that extension, which would right. take away from that feature. Exactly. And I think we, we've talked about this on an earlier podcast where I was like, you know, if that's the gimmick that you're really paying for, if that's, if, if that's where the $10 is going, mm-hmm. I I don't know if I want to spend that. I'd be happy yeah. just with the Wing Gundam that I have, the HGAC. And if anything, that's a more of an incentive for me to collect like all the other HGACs. Mm-hmm. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, so I think I think that's pretty much like the biggest biggest news uh, for for Gundam and uh, or for Gundam Wing. Uh, other than this this hover mode picture that's been floating around. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, or just the memes, like, so when I first saw this, someone said that this this picture is supposed to be the mid-transformation sequence, which confused me a lot, like a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. um, because why would this mid-transformation sequence have the wings flared out as big as they are? Like it just went it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um and then I would have imagined that they would probably do like a twist with the hips or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh so I actually really don't know what this mode is. Cause if you look at it very carefully, right, 
um, all of the the hover mode stuff that people have been talking about, the thing that looks kind of like a like a Macross kind of like mm-hmm. rip off. Got the it, waist yeah. is actually flipped around. Yeah. And then the legs are actually supposed to be pointing in the correct way. So I actually don't really know what this mode is. The mid transformation mode kind of sounds realistic to me, but I can't say for certain. I mean, this could be. We know how they like to do transformations so far. It could be a stage of that mid transformation mode that we've not seen. Because 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 anime when we see the transformation in anime mode, it makes sense to see it in model form. I can see where they're partially going with it, but it still doesn't link up the right way. It from from the look, it doesn't link up. Kind of right. Like it depends on which section of the transformation you're talking about. Because the first. And the thing that's really tricky for people and perspective, right, is that they'll look at this transformation mode and they'll say, oh, this wasn't in the anime. But really, it technically was because the way that the camera kind of worked was that it zoomed up on the shield. Mm -hmm. And as everything was kind of moving, and once the Gundam fully formed, it zoomed out, and then you could actually see it. Um, So, yeah, it could be a mid-transformation sequence, but... The thing is, when they were showing off mid-transformation sequences for the Zeta, mm-hmm. they literally showed the entire transformation sequence, yeah, picture by so there, picture. Yeah, so there was no confusion. Yeah, so you like you knew that this was all supposed to be like, oh, it's fully transformable. But this one, they just have this picture by itself. I know that there's like those scans from like the Plama Wars that i posted on the facebook page not too long ago but even so like it's still not the proper configuration of that because in this picture the shield is split so that the beam saber is actually exposed which is another weird thing like a another knock against like the mid transformation thing because there's no reason for the the shield to split in half yeah yeah so but for the plum wars like hover mode argument the legs are still not bent the correct way. The waist yeah. has to be flipped around. So I I really have no clue what this is really supposed to be because both of those arguments can be easily debunked with just the subtleties in the picture. And this is an official Sotsu Sunrise picture that was released, you know, by by Bandai. Mm-hmm. Right? So like they knew exactly what they were taking when they took this picture. So that's the most confusing part. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, there are, um, for people who are really into Gundam Wing, but just, you know, don't know about the other stuff that's coming out or that is out, there is the HGAC Leo, the Mercurius and Bait 8 P Bandai kits that are out, the Sandrock suits out, the Magwanax mm-hmm. are out, the Heavy Arms is out, Death Scythe is being released. The last thing that we have on our our big wish list for for Gundam fans, uh, oh, actually, the Tall Geese is out. Tall Geese, yeah, Tall Geese grade. is out. Yeah, we have Wing Zero Custom in real great form. We have Wing Gundam in uh in Endless Waltz form as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the things that we're missing are Shenlong, 
Ultron, Death Scythe Hell, Epion. Yep. Oh, so uh, for those don't like uh, scream at me, uh, I forgot to mention that there's Tolgeese 2 and Tolgeese 3 are P Bandai's for real grade. So, like, yep. you know, don't crucify me for not, you know, mentioning that in the initial list. Yeah. But yeah, we, so. Yeah. We, we've so got. Epion, Ultron, Shenlong, Death Scythe Hell. Those yep. are the last four. Unless we're talking about like all the other like Oz suits, which I'll like gladly throw money at. So we're we're talking about like Pisces, the Cancer, the Aries, the Tauros, the Virgo, Virgo twos, um, the Dragos, you know, all those those weird things. Um yeah, I'd probably buy those. Like honestly, like I I'd be super stoked. I I'd totally buy like Oz suits. Have a whole yeah, a whole Oz suit kit, yeah. 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 I it, it, it... It was funny seeing all the memes about uh, Wu Fei not getting his uh, time in the sunlight yet. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of people really hate Wu Fei, um, but for me, actually, yeah, for me as a Chinese person, like he was the only Chinese entity on lot or on TV at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think when I was reading up, so. I don't know how many people know about the backstory about Wu Fei. A lot of people know about the backstory of like Duo because mm-hmm. they're like, oh yeah, you know, uh, Father Maxwell and the burning and like the God of Death, blah, blah, blah. And like him getting his braid from like, you know, one of the sisters, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But actually, in that same manga, the episode zero, they talk about Wu Fei was actually like an academic. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a wife who then died at the hands of of oz i think oh i think it's like also the alliance i can't remember i think it was mm-hmm. the alliance and you know that's that's pretty that kind of sucks right yeah and then like his clan was like so powerful that they were exiled i think by like old china to this like really crappy space colony where they still continued to maintain power and then Wu Fei was basically like this is stupid like, yeah. like why so they actually mentioned like a lot of really cool things about Wu Fei that a lot of people don't remember. Wu Fei was the only person out of the five Gundam pilots to not be affected by the Zero system, mm-hmm. and then uh, he was also one of the the more brilliant strategists. Where Lady Un during the discussion of the five Gundams were like, "We can't fight this guy in close hand combat. Like you just like everybody can kind of like target all the other Gundams." We just mm-hmm. don't don't mess with zero five. Yeah. And then if you also notice, like everybody teamed up, right? And always seemed like they were kind of like lagging behind. But then Wu Fei would just show up and he'd be like, I already knew all this. What are you guys doing? Like, stop <laughs> like why why did you take so long? I think that the greatest scene was like when they went to like the new Edwards base or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh that was when duo and hero were first fighting and then uh or were teamed up together and then ketra and proa were fighting together and they mm-hmm. first see each other and like oh shoot other gundams and then uh i forgot what happens but i think wufei comes over and is like are you guys kidding me like you're playing right into their hand yeah you, you you moved the way they wanted you to move yeah exactly and so that, those are always like kind of really cool characteristics about Wu Fei. I feel got overshadowed by him just yelling at wolves and like saying, mm-hmm. 
a woman. <laughs> yeah, that that did get him a bad rap. I mean, again, though, any any time you kind of it hurts a character, a good it, character, it, it hurts them. So this was a part that I always kind of um, I had a, a cyclical relationship with. And mm-hmm. I was like, OK, I guess like Japanese people just don't like Chinese people. That's fine. Like, why? Why would you give the Chinese person this character trait? Mm-hmm. Right. Like the, the most negative type character trait. But at the same time, like when I really thought about it, I think that that misogynistic characteristic in um, in a, a fairly like stereotypical Asian character, right? Like mm-hmm. Wu Fei wears like the traditional clothes that you would normally see Chinese people wear. Like he is, he is, he knows where he came from. He's attached to his clan, right? Um, mm-hmm. Whereas like all the other Gundam pilots are kind of, they're either orphans or they have no association with their culture or they, um, you know, they're just part of money. Like you can't say right. that Ketra is really like part of the Arab nations. He's really yeah. just like the wealthy son of a person who happens to do business in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think when you look at it in that perspective and you see what kind of characteristics they're trying to give Wu Fei, it was basically just all the characteristics that he knew that like Asian people kind of had. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that Wu Fei really didn't care about women. He actually cared about women to the point where he just didn't want to fight them. Yeah. He just didn't word it that way. So choose, yeah. choose your so words wisely, people, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also like 16. So, like, you know, that's how he's interpreting everything. And I think a lot of that trauma is also from like, he saw that his wife also had that fiery spirit, but then just got mm. killed. And he didn't like that whole idea of trying to fight for nothing. So, you know, to the best of his ability, he just didn't want people to fight. Yeah. So, yeah, when I look at it in that perspective, then I'm like, okay, I, Wolfpay's not that bad of a guy. Until you look at the comment section on the post that I sent, and then everyone just yeah. like, Well, yeah. So, I mean, you have to you have to in a way look past some of that stuff, because like you said, he's probably coming at it from a perspective of. He may not be a misogynist, he's just not choosing his words correctly, but he may be to the point where he respects women so highly that. He chooses not to fight them from a, a perspective of. They probably are worth it, but I don't want to get them involved in something they shouldn't be involved in. Maybe. Right. So, like, so a couple of points to that, too. Like, I always think that the basis of the five Gundam pilots in Gundam Wing are just different aspects of the Amuro character. Mm -hmm. And so you can find like instances in the original Gundam with Amro. Like I remember one time, uh she he was talking to Frabo. And Frabo mm-hmm. was like, all right, fine, I'll get into the Gundam. And then I think Amro says something to the effect of like, you can't get into the Gundam. You're a girl or something like that. Yeah. I remember he made some sort of comment. I was like, oh, whoa, okay. I don't remember this being in here. But like 
that is i think that is the origin of like where Wu Fei's kind of character comes from mm-hmm. and like you also read like a lot that Wu Fei is the type of conflicted character that just has a lot of honor yeah. right but you can have honor and be very decisive but then mm-hmm. you can still not exactly know what you're doing but at least like when he does it he's just like you know what i did it i gotta own up to it right it's not like menager where you're like oh my god i killed somebody like like <laughs> and, and i'm saying this in a loving way because i also really like menager as a character <laughs> but yeah i just i think that Wu Fei is a very interesting take for a Gundam protagonist. And the only way that they were able to kind of push this these character tropes with him so much was that they had the other four to balance him out. Sorry, we're having an earthquake. <laughs> oh, really? You common okay, thing in, yeah, common thing in Japan. Earthquakes just come out of nowhere. <laughs> okay, yeah, it sounds like California. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean... I you're right home. Yeah, it you are correct in that is is he is basically a split of an Amuro character trait. He he is that he has that sense of honor, but he's still very childish in a way when he presents it. Right. But yeah, I think he goes through really good character development with yeah. Stally. And so mm-hmm. the, I think that's where he kind of gets redeemed. I think his character gets more redeemed if you watch the Abridged series. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they flesh out a lot of the inner monologue that he's kind of going through in the anime. Um, yeah. Just more out loud. And so it's easier for you to understand, you know, what Wu Fei is probably thinking during these, mm-hmm. these points in times. Um, in probably like a more funny but also more PC kind of manner. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, this was it was super fun to to talk about uh, Gundam Wing stuff. Um, so I don't know if we want to cut this segment of the podcast kind of short, but uh, do you have uh, any other closing notes, Walter? Um. The only thing I can think is is we we've got a long history with Wing. And we're probably going to see continuing a lot, a lot more releases in the coming future. I just hope that the trend isn't milked to death like it has been with other popular. I hope we don't see a thousand different death sites or a thousand different wings like we have with either unicorns or zakus. I, I just want a nice, fluid, remembrance and production and then let's move on to the next gun plus gundam series and be able to relive that and explore its history let's not just churn them out like crazy kind of thing as as much as i'd really like that i'm afraid that's probably not going to be the case yeah like we're gonna see we're gonna see (sighs) high grades right of the first (laughs) set of gundams and then remember there's the second set Mm -hmm. but then there's also the endless waltz versions of the first yeah, set and yeah. then the endless waltz of the second set mm-hmm. and that's just high grades right so then mm-hmm. you're gonna see the real grades so mm-hmm. you're gonna have 20 versions of the real grades 20 versions of the high grades then the master grades are already out 
but then yeah. you're probably then going to see like all the Oz suits in all high grade form and then mm-hmm. RE100 or who knows maybe you can get a full mechanics version yeah. of that so yeah get get ready for 40 different suits actually yeah. minimum minimum 40 different suits for high grades and, and real uh, grades god no oh well with, with that let, let's move into UC now <laughs> all right but for this segment uh we'll we'll put this here so we'll have a clean break so thank you everybody who was able to tune in thus far and we'll be talking about uc when we uh when we come back <laughs> 